Okay. Hey, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got you. Okay. You know how they're always saying jazz is dead? Who's they? The, the jazz police. Okay. You know, it's not. We're okay. going to talk about passing the torch. Not even passing the torch. The torch bearers. I love it. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Music advice coming at you. Coming at you. This is an open studio podcast. You know, you might go to openstudiojazz.com uh, for a deeper dive on, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of sketchy. If you want to go kind of deeper dive. Okay, there's a gentleman with an orange suit on. There's something going on out here, actually. Over here. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of action going on. There's a gentleman with an orange suit that is so spectacular. I just, I hope he walks down the street and he has an orange vest on. Only in St. Louis. Only in St. Louis. Just for our viewers' pleasure. That's right. Right. Yeah. So if he does come down, I'm going to point him out because he's extraordinary. He puts our our uh, ventimons to shame. I would hey. say. You know what I'm saying. Um, so today we are we're going to listen to some music. We're going to watch a video. So we're going to listen to two, well, really four great musicians, but uh, the two featured soloists here. We're we're both just at Open Studio, one virtual and one in person, this yes. past week. Yes. That is the great guitarist Dan Wilson, who yep. just recorded his very first Open Studio course for us. I hope not his last. No. And the amazing Emmett Cohen, who just uh, performed a masterclass for our Open Studio members. Yep. And we would love to have a course eventually from It's coming. Cohen. It's is coming. it coming? Oh, good. We are, we are in deep discussions. So we were just in awe of both of these young masters. Right. And yeah, are they young? Still, well, what's the cutoff for young? We could do a whole episode <laughs> on that. We should talk about that. <laughs> it used to be thirty. It's, they're both, I think, north of thirty at this point. But still, okay. Yeah, we'll call them youngish. Youngish, younger masters. than us. Yeah, yeah, younger than us, masters. And uh, <laughs> we know that there's a live at Emmett's place for about everybody these days. Do you know, for most athletic endeavors, um, particularly ones that one might do recreational recreationally for a long time, the cutoff for the masters division. You know what age that starts at? What? Well, I'm, I'm no, I'm saying guess forty. Yeah, forty. That's weird to me, though. Yeah, right. I would. Sh- it should be fifty. I mean, I'm forty four. Yeah, and there definitely aren't very many professional athletes my age anymore. And I just remember it like you know, remember yeah, that progression I know, where right. it's like like remember? you're younger than them, then you're the same age. Remember you're... when you're really young and you see the first professional athlete that's your age? You're like, oh my gosh, this person is in the Olympics doing gymnastics, and they're my age. They're three. <laughs> and then you remember when you're in your twenties and you're like, oh my, all these people. Oh, and there's like an eighteen year old kid in the MLB or in the NBA or whatever. Yeah. That's got to be weird. Yeah. And then you get in your thirties and you're like, oh, look at this guy hanging around at thirty five. And then right. you get your forties, and you're like, Fernando <laughs> Alonso. Still here? <laughs> Fernando Alonso still racing at forty two. This is unbelievable. Tom Brady, you know. And then now you're forty four, and you're like, not too many people. And then you gravitate towards sports where there might be said, oh, there's a bunch of golfers in their forties, even a couple in their fifties still playing. Yeah. Um, but this interesting thing, what would you consider the master's age starts for jazz musicians for you, great players? It's a great question. I actually think. I think for artists, there is a spectrum for sure that is much wider than most as, yeah. as, as it would be. You know, our bodies are very fragile and athletes are pushing their bodies to a very, uh, to the to the edge, right. right, at all times. Musicians are definitely pushing our bodies for sure, not to the same kind of edge. So I do think there is a physical element. However, there is also artistic development, yeah. which I do not think dwindles until you're, I, I mean, I've heard people, octogenarians who make amazing art. Oh, so, no, I'm sorry, yeah. I was... 
we are not on the same page, my friend. Normally we are. I meant the other way. Oh. I'm saying like, what age do you have to be normally to be considered a master player? I'm I've, assuming that once you hit it, you have the potential if you want to, to Herbie Hancock it and do it for the rest of your life, to Wayne Shorter it, to so when we talked Sonny about, Rollins it. When we did our, our OGs react to IGs for yeah. Jacob Collier, I kind of mentioned this, right? There's no doubt that he is 100% an amazing, brilliant musician as he is now. Yeah, I can't wait to hear him at forty. I can't wait to so hear him put it at 40. like live a little more life to get. And th- he's he's very wise. But I'm it not could saying he's not, not, that, not right. Is of there anything? It could, okay. Yeah, but I still think I want to hear. It's like with filmmakers too, or even to a certain extent, actors. Even though I think there can be brilliant actors in their twenties or whatever, they're just if you're trying to convey emotion. You just have to live a certain amount of experience. I think practicing living is part of the artistic journey. So I what do about, think, I don't think there's any whatever. I don't think, I think it's personal for everybody. But in my experience for artists, it is, I think, a minimum of like late 20s before, before you can really have lived enough life as a grown up to convey the full spectrum of your emotions. I don't think anybody conveys joy better than people in their late teens, early 20s. Right. It's like the best punk music has to be almost from young people. You know what I mean? Yeah. The best energetic music, even like the jazz that that we listen to when we're young, if you think about it, it's all very, very like energetic. But right? what about like a Clifford Brown who died at what, age 25, I think? 26? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, certainly a master, right? At least the way we view those recordings 100%. and his playing. I mean, uh, and even... Is like that an outlier saying, at that age? An outlier. And I, I would even say like Jacob Collier, but wouldn't it be great to hear... We listened last week. We listened to Freddie Hubbard. Yeah, when he was a little bit older, he wasn't that old. He's probably yeah. our age, but like, it, it wouldn't be great to hear Clifford Brown in his thirties. Interesting to, yeah. to hear how that developed. I'm not not taking it away. Let me see if I can get Chat GPT to give us. Uh, nope, nope. <laughs> give us Clifford no Brown more, if no he was more. forty years That's old. It. That's <laughs> it with AI. We, Man, we got do, some pushback. All that we That's, got lots of okay. lots of pushback. We won't even talk about it. Okay, so we're gonna watch this video, right? Did yeah. we talk about it yet? No, this is just a old school live at Emmett's place. Yeah, so this is cool. Emmett Cohen, who's been doing his long running uh, Monday, uh, still, yeah, Monday evening live stream since the beginning of the pandemic, early 2020, I believe. Um, and then uh, Dan Wilson. And so this is from, I don't know when, but let's just check this out because these are like, to me, these are just like great young players that aren't worried about like, oh, I'm being too jazzy or too conservative or I'm trying to be a torchbearer or I'm trying to be on the cutting edge or whatever. These are just guys just swinging out, I think. I love it. We'll... Swinging out already. What do you need? That's all you need. I'm sorry. Sue me. I feel good right now. All right. So we did this with Monk, but just listen to Emmett's <laughs> as a as a pianist, right? Listen to Emmett's call and response to, to the melody. Uh, Everything is in response yeah. to the melody. Uh. 
so like the rhythmic feel here, obviously it's it's swinging. It's swing. It feels good. It's <laughs> it's swing. What I love is like there's an unabashed, um, like just sitting in what some could be considered like, oh, they're just this is like a throwback. It's a nostalgic thing. He's no. trying to play like Grant Green or West Montgomery or swing. Or I mean, you can like, hear Grant Green and West Montgomery in his playing, but yeah, absolutely. It's like they, yeah, exactly. Like you can hear this, but we talk about sound and like connection and yeah. lineage, but also doing your own thing. Like and and I love that. Like just their physical attitude towards playing the music is not like we're presenting ourselves in another place. It's like it's today, yeah, and it's relevant and it makes sense. There's an intentionality behind it, not to connect with another era but to connect with a certain sound that's right you know it's like you're holding on to something that's super it's like the difference between going to see a symphony orchestra where they're all wearing powdered wigs and acting like they're in vienna in another time and then they're just dressed like today yeah and they're playing the music like it was just written you know what i mean yeah no it's because very... there's nothing like like explaining <laughs> jazz music without a great classical music reference <laughs> which i hate no that you know what i hear is i yeah i hear <laughs> a ton of, re of references from everybody, you know, of what what their influences are, but mostly it's just a joyful sound that they're yeah. making. A lot of joy in this swing. We were feeling down. We were feeling down because I feel we so <laughs> much better already. Let's keep going. <laughs> So just one Ain't thing on the, with a dominant seventh on a major seventh chord. You can, now do, well you can do it like that with that intentionality. Come just on. Just a note on the trio yeah. of Kyle Poole, Russell Hall, and Emmett Cohen. Yeah. Just a note for all four of these musicians. How relaxed is Kyle Poole and Russell Hall when oh. they're playing? I mean, it's like it's for all the young players out there or even young at heart players who want to achieve a certain feel or sound. Notice the intensity, but the complete relaxation that this rhythm section has. Yeah. And you know, it's like some great things are happening here. You can kind of look at this as like um, Dan is playing relatively busy. Well, I wouldn't say busy. He's playing almost continuously his solo style on this, mm -hmm. um, and Emmett is comping a lot. Mm -hmm. But there's and, and you know there's always this guitar and piano issue, or whatever. But like there's no issues there. Like oh, you it's all fitting listen. together so well. Yeah, they're listening. Yep. But it's not that kind of scared playing where it's like let me get out of your way. It's like yeah. you know it's some busy stuff because the music kind of you know I think Kyle Poole is really setting the tone great with yep. a very nuanced just like swinging, not not really staying out of the way, getting involved some too, but an appropriate. You know, yeah, we were level. just talking about this. The other day, in it just works in Open Studio Pro. Like being an accompanist doesn't mean just being like this bed of support all the time right. and, and never stepping on, never yeah. putting yourself in there. Actually, putting yourself into the situation is good accompanying. Like yeah, that is, this is not. He's not playing deferentially. Yeah, he's playing. He's very involved, and it's very like. It's very conversational, but it's like it's and it's so nuanced because it goes in and out of like what's needed. But it's, it's not like oh, I'm doing this for eight bars and then something else. It's not selfish. I know it's no. like a good conversation. It's selfless. Yeah. I 
there was kind of risking getting obtrusive, but it worked, you know what I mean? Uh. You're gonna borrow a bar from the best. I know. But you know what it is? So I think this is such a great example of what we were talking about in the last episode and came out of that great discussion with Brand from Marsalis is that for me, musical taste is about like the higher level of your musical taste and your attenuation to like what can work in a certain musical situation. And by musical situation, I don't just mean like the room or like the instrumentation, but the audience, the time, the tune, the tempo, all these things. Like Dan uh, Wilson to me has such a great, um, you know, musical taste that he can take these different things and go to a, what what others would make seem like a very obvious George Benson blues line going. Yeah. Just straight rip that. But because he's placing it at the right place and it works so well and it's so well executed that if you if you don't know what that is, it sounds great. If you do know, it still sounds great. But it's still and his take on it. It's his take on it yeah. and it's just a great like kind of thing. So it's like the, the better you are as a musician, I think the more license you have to do what others what for others could sound like kind of some standard sort of bastardization of some different players and just even certain like licks. It's like, oh, that's just that's been done before. The better you are, the more you can play so-called basic stuff. First of all, this stuff is not basic, well, but it can seem that way. So what you're saying is it's more how you play it than what you're playing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, which exactly. is what Branford was, was saying in that. Yeah, and this it. is stuff that we normally associate with Old, I mean, not necessarily older, just more experienced. Because when you're younger, you're afraid to play something that that you don't want to sound like basic or like, oh, I stole this from somebody, or I don't know anything else besides the blues scale. Well, we've already established <laughs> that these are young masters, young, yeah, yeah. super young teenage masters. Yeah. Both these guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, uh, previously, yeah, infant <laughs> masters. Everybody's a kid. Yeah. All right, let's listen to a little more of Dan Wilson. And yeah. Okay, sorry, gotta stop again here. So another just little visual cue you can tell that everybody knows what the hell they're doing on here is everybody's personality, or at least the way that they want to kind of present themselves naturally, is coming out. Like not everybody's the same. Like Dan is just like totally sort of confident, having a good time. Kyle, like basically, if you didn't hear how good he sounds and how well he's interacting, looks like he's totally disinterested in what's going on. Just like his face and sort of the way, you know what I mean? He's very like stoic or whatever compared to... Um, but that's to, just Kyle's vibe, it seems like. Right, exactly. General, that's right. what I'm saying. The personality is yeah. coming out. Um, Russell's, Russell's personality—he's dancing. With he's the dancing bass, around. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, like, Kyle is not physically dancing as much, but his music is dancing right along. Totally. You know, and like em Emmett is like a little bit smiling, more yeah, and, like smiling. engaged. Dan and, is pretty much just like you know. Yeah. Um, so that's when you're hitting that higher level when like everything comes out with what you're playing, and you look natural to what you are. Your personality physically comes out. <laughs> Uh. 
did Dan say? Woo! I love the way he took that. Blues vocabulary is modern vocabulary. Great. The trio really feeling the continuity, you know, the trajectory and continuity of what needed to happen here. Okay, so Emmett's doing something very mature Oops. here and very interesting. He's bringing the tune back. He's bringing the tune back, and he's also like changing. Like, it's very easy after you come out of a super swinging, like bluesy, like oh, I'm gonna deep boppy. Get in there with it. Yeah, yeah because yeah. it's so like you know. But I think the moment kind of. I mean, you and you could do that. It would have been fine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a very nuanced thing to be like, okay, I'm gonna kind of. And who knows? I mean, he might be starting to go into that. But it's such an interesting thing for the listener, and yeah. that's like putting the listener ahead of like what you want to do sometimes. Right. Uh, Whatever great. was just happening, I'm gonna do kind of a different texture. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> Two different levels on those last of, that he broke it down in, which is two more than most drummers have. <laughs> Dan Coppin is great. It's a similar kind of thing that Emma's doing. It's fantastic playing, but where he's doing a fair amount of like what some could construe as like typical type stuff, mm -hmm. but just executing so well yeah. and then constructing it in a way that's not that typical, actually. Yeah, he's playing on, on your expectations of these bits of vocabulary. Right, so. but it's never like, it never falls into that thing of like, oh, everyone's heard this and I got to do something different. I got to reharm this. Well, like when he changes up the harmony, it's for a reason. That's right. You know, And it's usually in support of something that is like, has some kind of rooted context in the history of the music. He's yeah, such yeah. a student of the history of the music and that comes through. Yeah. And I think people are on various spectrums of that, of like, well, should we push past that or should we look, you know, further back towards the roots of the music? He's a great balance, I think, especially like a great, for lack of a better word, popular balance. Yeah, and things. I think that it, it always takes all different kinds of players. Like, there's going to be some pianists totally. that, um, or, or any instrument, we know it's not to say just pianists, that are just going to be, have that vision 
and that personality and that singular kind of thing, and they're connected in a, a little bit more esoteric way to the tradition, which is great. And then you're going to have the kind of players like an Emmett or Dan, I think in their own ways with guitar and piano similar, where they're very like closely identifiable with the tradition, with specific things and ways that they play, and their execution is so great, and their you know virtuosity and 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 the balance in their playing comes in how they construct things, and their individuality comes with that. I think that's all great stuff, and it shows, I think, this period seeing uh, Emmett's development by playing every Monday night and being able to kind of see some of that yeah. um, has been great because he's worked through a lot of those things. And then a lot of the musicians that were coming, they didn't let the pandemic and less than, you know, a lot of this stuff you can only do in a performance situation. I know at first when they were doing this, it was Tim because it's like, oh, in an apartment, it's not really a gig. We're just sort of playing with the trio. But once it got to become a thing, they treated it like we're going to get better by keep working at this, keep playing and developing as a trio. And then the, certainly I know I've talked to a lot of the guests. Well, I did. I played with them there <laughs> in that room. It's like you come into that, especially if you're playing with the trio. I think for them, it gives them a great bed to be able to come in and just play beautifully like Dan's doing here. Well, let's go out on the rest of Emmett Cohen's piano solo. This is, again, Emmett Cohen trio with uh, Dan Wilson on guitar. If I should lose you. Thanks, Peter. Russell Hall, Kyle Poole. Yeah, thank you, man. Till this next is time. cool. You'll hear it. <laughs> 